I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The long-term kind of like direction that the world and this industry is heading in. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Watch Time Podcast. Elliot and I are going to spend the episode today reflecting on the year that was. It has been a bloody insane year, to say the least, I think, for Big literally one. everyone. And I think for us, it's been it's been a year that's been very full, both personally and professionally, and it's been cause for a lot of reflections. So today, we're going to talk you through some of our biggest learnings of the year. Um, but first of all, Elliot, how was your week? Good, good. Week's been good. I, I think this this stage is always super weird because we're like right before the end of the Fortnite season, right before we oh. get into the next one. So I was like, about to be like, it's December. No, no, no. <laughs> but like, it's so weird doing content right at the end of the season because yeah. you know that all the cool stuff is just around the corner. There's no more new content. Yeah. Everyone's recycling stuff that either you've done or someone else has done. And you're just kind of like, come on, just give us the event. Give us all the fun <laughs> stuff already because like we just want to like do it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's a hectic time of the year for me as well. It's been, I mean, I have to say it's been so nice to be back in Australia. It's so good being with the team. The team in the click office right now is just stellar. And I feel like December's the best time of the year. It's kind of crazy because I know so many of our audiences in North America where it's like cold over Christmas. Yeah. But for me, this time of the year is just like summer. It's relaxed. Everyone's about to go on holidays. Good vibes. And um, we've had a couple of like super exciting things pop up over the last week, which are going to mean for a very exciting 2021 as well. So I'm thrilled. I think, yeah. Good end to the year. Bloody good end to a kind of crazy year. It's been like, a ro- yeah, it's been a roller coaster of a year, and I think that's why we wanted to talk about uh, yeah. I mean, basically uh, learnings this year, kind of realizations, reflections, reflections. How like the pandemic has changed specifically. I think the world that we operate in, and I'm guessing a lot of people listening to this do, because uh, I think it's been obviously a lot of bad parts and a lot of bad things that come from coronavirus, yeah. but also a lot of interesting, a lot of silver linings. Yeah, a lot of silver linings and a lot of learnings, mm. and I think. Um, yeah, it's, it's nice to be able to sit here. I mean, we're lucky being in Australia at Far the moment. Out. We're so lucky. Because I think in... I think in every... Is it the whole country <laughs> at this point? We haven't had one case, one locally transmitted case in a month. Yeah, it's actually nuts. I don't... Yeah, I, and, crazy. And, and, like, the whole rest of the world, obviously, I was in Canada for eight months this year, and we have so many friends in the US and the UK where, obviously... Things are really tough right now, so we are sending our love for sure. But yeah. um, gotta say, happy I'm not there. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to be able to go to a pub at a restaurant. Oh my god, it's actually insane and like no masks. It's um, yeah, wow. We are blessed. Different worlds. The island country. Oftentimes, like during other years, we'll be like, oh, it's kind of a pain to be in Australia. We're kind of separated from the US, which is where so much of the work and the industry is that we're in. But I feel like 2020 has really been the year to be an Australian. Been not a bad one. Yeah. Okay, so maybe let's jump into our first learning. We've got five for you guys, and they're kind of some bigger are bigger topics. than others. Some are bigger than others, but um, all five have been important. And the first one that we're going to talk about is that digital is 
everything. Yeah, I think I think one of the biggest things that I realized a lot more on the like click business side than anything else, but also personally as a YouTuber, um, and I think it was initially kind of something that everyone YouTubers I think took for granted, and then all of a sudden realized that like wait a second, this is crazy because while the whole world was disrupted and you had you know uh, industries that had existed for you know tens 20 30 years people who had been in like you know stable secure jobs for the longest time all of a sudden had their worlds turned upside down i remember like i, I it kind of didn't hit me initially because i just didn't think about it but my world remained relatively the same even yeah. when even when sydney went into the hardest because because we definitely did do some uh hard months of lockdown where it was like you can't go anywhere you can't go to restaurants you literally basically were told you had to stay in your home and you couldn't go outside and that's kind of how we got mostly on top of it but um but during you're like that, this is my life yeah literally i was like i was like okay so you're telling me i need to sit inside at my computer playing and recording video <laughs> games and ordering Uber Eats. You're like, I you know what? You know I've, what? I will be a hero. Literally, I was like, I've trained for this for the last four <laughs> years. I'm on top of it. But yeah, I remember the f for the first few months, I was like, okay, wow. So this like really is like kind of business as usual. Mm. And there was like a slight change in this, in the fact that it was like, okay, all of a sudden, like, you know, normally you might go out for drinks with people on a Friday or on a, you know, go out to a restaurant once a week and you're not doing yeah. that anymore. But at least in a work sense, it was really business as usual for me. Totally. And an incredibly resilient industry as a whole. Yeah. Like I think for sure everyone working on YouTube and gaming specifically, all the kind of content that these people are creating are very pandemic proof and like mm. fingers crossed, um, touch wood, hopefully we don't need to have 100% pandemic proof industries going forward. But I think it's definitely been a year where the world has also woken up to the fact that um, working with people in these industries can really be really, really beneficial. And I think what's also interesting is it was, I don't want to quite say snapshot into the future, but what was so interesting was when the pandemic happened, when everyone went into lockdown, uh, it, it was almost, and this sounds really weird to say, almost like better for people doing YouTube because all mm. of a sudden, everyone who watches your videos is at home all day, not going out, not going to work. So people were like the viewership on YouTube rose really significantly over that time. And I think that the way a lot of people interpreted that was in terms of like the long term kind of like direction that the world and this industry is heading in is okay, sure, like that that's an indication that when people are stuck at home, they watch more YouTube, obviously. But I think a lot of people also see a general trend over time where we are becoming a more digital society. We are working more remotely. Totally. We're working we're working more as at distance. So what happened during the coronavirus pandemic with people stuck at home and really kind of brought digital to the forefront was almost, I, I think, what a lot of people interpreted as a snapshot of 10 years into the future. You know, like we will be working more remotely. More people will be running stuff over Zoom. You won't be coming into the office as much. People yes. will be at home more. Yes. And people will be bringing that digital media consumption way more to the forefront. Yeah, I and think for me, there's like two main things. It's like entertainment, people's homes are becoming their entertainment centers. Like I think this year for sure showed that like people aren't going to movie cinemas, they're not going to live sport. Mm. And how can we adapt and create entertainment industries that work for people wherever they are? This is kind of like a whole thing. I could talk about this for hours and I'm pretty sure I have with people before, but you know, 
the cities are becoming more and more expensive places to live. Like Sydney is an insanely expensive city to live in, as is LA, New York, all these places where businesses have big, um, big offices. And I think what that limits is also the fact that you're limited in terms of the talent and the people that you can bring onto those hmm. businesses if you're needing to hire people that are actually in those cities. And I think what we're going to see more and more of, and you know, like I think Google still doesn't have a return to work date. I'm pretty sure Twitter's like people can work from home forever. Yeah. I think we'll see a lot more digital working happening and um and that will open up the world like i think competition for jobs might become greater but in a really good way yeah and i think um and i think you're going to see a lot less of a traditional work model of people going to a full-time job nine to five and i think you know i was working remotely for eight months and i was also working kind of crazy hours and i feel like for me it was a reflection i didn't mind working from home for that long I really love being in an office and being around people and sharing that energy. But I think like a five day at home, working from home model might not be the thing, but also a five day working in the office model might not be the thing. And I think like, I would love to see a model developing in the future where people might do like three or four days in the office as collaborative days. And then a day or two at home as like independent working days. And I know, I don't know, sometimes I feel like that would be good for me because I get super distracted when I'm in the office and I just want to like, I'll be like, okay, I need to focus on this email and like, do this thing online for a second and then someone will be like hey what do you think about this and i'll be like okay this is way yeah, more interesting yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 way easier to jump around yeah yeah I, I think it was super interesting as well from a uh like i think it was it was because i think obviously people within digital definitely understood that the position we were in and that it was great but i think it was so super interesting as well seeing that you know like using click like this company as a kind of like barometer for it all of a sudden like the conversations around like um investment and that kind of thing grew so rapidly in mm. terms of like being approached by people wanting to like partner up or like invest in the company as a whole or basically just people looking to get involved in the digital space yes. because i think all of a sudden you had like vc companies like looking around being like okay like what's like what's a safe harbor in a storm yeah and how can we eat up market share in yeah, this yeah, industry yeah. that's and resilient I think, and i think everyone was kind of like looking around and then everyone all of a sudden realized oh my god like there's one industry that hasn't been like hit by a hammer by the fact that coronavirus came yeah. through and that is digital in fact it grew and i think that you saw not only yeah within the people who are within the industry but also people outside it all of a sudden looking at it and realizing um not only you know kind of what we we're saying before that like the general society trend and that this is a cool place to be but also just how resilient it is as a whole totally. because people are more and more online more and more digital and they are always going to be wanting to consume yes also, it's good to run Zoom in 2020. Yes. <laughs> Who would have thought that Zoom's share price would have done what it did this year? Who would have what thought it What actually did happen to it? I haven't... It did very well. And it was top of, of the dollars. app store. Like, who would have thought that Zoom would be top of the app store for the year of 2020? Yeah. Props to them. They really killed it. They did pretty well. And like, well. Zoom, is, Zoom is a word. Like, did, did you ever say the word Zoom prior to 2020 so much? No. Whereas now I feel like it's like a, you know how people are like, oh, I'm going to Google it. I'm going to grab a Kleenex. People are like, let's do a Zoom. There were like crazy battles going on for a while there between all the mm. video sharing kind of like True. platforms. I'm a there Hangouts were... girl myself. Yeah, I actually <laughs> prefer Hangouts as well. 
But yeah. like, you're definitely right. Zoom made the conversation very much about them. I don't know. Yeah. I thought it was like so much cool stuff in the like digital business yeah. sense this year. Watching like all the people like fight over market share because they realized <laughs> this was like, this was their moment. This is when you like establish yourself in the market. Mm. Whereas I think a lot of people, you know, like Facebook, Google meetings, Zoom, like all that kind of stuff. They're all like, oh yeah, like, you know, digital meetings, it's like it's on, it's on rise. Like we should probably start, you know, building out a bit of a footprint here, you know, make sure we've yep. got a product in market so that we can grow with the market then all of a sudden it was just like bam this is everything yeah and everyone was like holy crap all right we gotta go yeah and i think that you could definitely tell certain products were ready or you know a lot more ready to suddenly be on that global scale than others and there yeah. were there were certain companies that we would have a meeting with and they're like oh could we use this app here and it would be like 10 minutes of like, oh, sorry, I got a connection error. Oh, this doesn't work. Yeah. Like Microsoft this Teams, I'm looking at you. Yeah, literally. <laughs> like, like, so, and, like, and then it would just be like, guys, can we just do like a Google Meet? And they'd be like, yeah, okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> and then you do that, bam, works instantly. I yeah. think, um, yeah. I mean, it's also been a year of adaption though. And I think it's shown how quickly business models can adapt. Yeah. And how, many, how, how quickly people have been able to just like be resilient and change mm. with the times and... Yeah. All right. Point number two. Point number two, which is... You got to spend money to make money. And I've been saying this for years <laughs> and no one listened to me. Okay. So this is definitely a reflection for me. I'll take responsibility for that. This is definitely one that's come as like part of running a business and, and um, trying to grow something. And I think it's something that I've always been like in our business. Elliot obviously works with me or as a co-owner and he's always been very encouraging of like grace like spend more money do this do that hire more people like grow the business blah 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 and i've always been definitely the more conservative of the two and and to be clear i think that's a really good thing i think it's a good, in a it's a good yin yang balance it's good to have someone that's a little bit more conservative and looking at the bottom line and someone that's a little bit more aggressive and i think elliot's always the dreamer in our duo and i'm much more practical and like okay how are we actually going to get this shit done um, but I think 2020, it's definitely been a year where I have realized it's so important to invest in yourself and back yourself. And sometimes that means spending money on the team and really, and I mean, yeah. it often does. And I think like this year, some of the things that we've done super well that I've been so glad of is like growing the team. We've hired so many people. We've got 15, 16 people in the office today, which is insane like it's absolutely insane we're in a beautiful office which is like yeah. obviously such a privilege but um which is really really good and spending money on the people that are important to you and the team that's important to you and our clients and that sort of thing has been critical and i think there's one example that i know elliot wants to talk about because he's on me with this literally i think for the past it, i years. think it's the quintessential example of one of those things that's so hard to like, you look at and you're like, this is frivolous wastage, but I believed in it for so long, which is throwing a good party. And I think that most people would look at, so look, I'll just put it out there. I love a good boat party. Boat parties, <laughs> you're on Sydney Harbour. It's the place to be. It's summertime. It's great. This isn't a little tinny boat, by the way. This is a fucking No, it's like yacht. a 140 foot yacht with like 120 capacity. Like it's, it's, it's a boat. It's a boat. Look, long story short, I reckon for like two, three years now, whenever we've been like going to an event like PAX or kind of gets towards the end of the year or there's any potential to have any excuse for any kind of celebration, I'm like, boat party! Or, you know, just wanting to put on a party in general. And I think... Uh, 
it, it's but but it's been a super interesting learning that I think and, and I've and I've to finish that sentence been a bit more conservative like yeah and great yeah Grace Grace and uh, other partner Emma um are probably yeah definitely much more on the conservative front because both parties are expensive they will cost you tens of thousands of dollars <laughs> and a lot of the time I think those I think it's super interesting um and I think you can apply this not only to both parties but a lot of things in business in general where there's a lot of things where the positive outcome and the upside might not actually be so like immediately clear you know and not everything's as simple as okay i give you ten dollars you give me back twenty dollars mm-hmm. you know or like oh we're going to invest a thousand dollars here and we're immediately going to see this asset enter our portfolio that will then lead to an uptick and i think that stuff like and don't get me wrong this doesn't mean spend money on everything and there's always a cool upside but i do no. think that these are this is a good example where um doing these like these occasional parties like once a year they're things that on paper they look like pure fun pure like kind of exorbitant doing it for no reason at all other than because you can and i think that there is a part to you know it's good at the end of the year to you know celebrate what you've accomplished and and actually try and enjoy it and you know kind of reward employees and everything like that but there are also a lot of benefits around that you know i think um relationships relationships like, like taking the time to invest in your relationships is yeah. is along with the spending money to make money like sometimes that's how you invest in relationships but um that has been so important to me. Like, it's not about the boat. It's not about like how much money it costs necessarily. But for the example that you're on, I think I've realized like, it's not all about work all the time. It's not all about outcomes. Like the people that you're working with are so important. Your relationships are really important and taking the time to actually have a good time with those people, like reflect on a really big year of work and appreciate each other and show that appreciation is really important. Yeah, and I think especially in 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 a business that's so relationship focused, it is it's so interesting how um, you know kind of those relationships are they're multifaceted. It's not as clear as uh, you know kind of how well a company performs directly one on one. For example, I think there's a lot of people who you know you could go and source them a twenty thirty thousand dollar brand deal and you could bring it to them and be like hey got you this brand deal like this is cool and they'd be like oh okay like cool thank you like you know yeah. like that that's that's fine but then you could get them like a one hundred dollar custom t shirt made realistically nothing nearly as good as what the actual brand or the business side of your relationship is but yeah. it's like oh my god thank you this is insane this is sick you know there's so many elements of building out business relationships that i think uh it's important to understand aren't purely results driven mm-hmm. and and the importance of those non-results driven parts also can't be understated and i think even i underestimated how much that is a factor yeah but i think we've had a lot of realizations over the past year and all things that ended up working out fine in the long run anyway but we've had a lot of a lot of uh points where we're like oh wow this was like a real kind of uh you know a point that we almost you know could have like messed up on or really really under allocated resources to yeah that almost cost us this much much bigger thing and the fact that there would be like this one part we'd under allocated to would I'm trying to stay vague here could mean that we could have like lost a much much larger opportunity mm-hmm. even though we were definitely outperforming on the metrics where a business would normally think it counts there yeah. are still areas that are a bit more intangible and i think that once again there's a lot of other ways you can use the spend money to make money example but boat parties 
they're a good one. More <laughs> boat parties. But I think for real, it's also just such a like lovely thing to be able to invest in your team and grow your business. And it's backing yourself as well. It, and that to me is, is it's something that adds to your confidence. It's taking a long-term view of yourself and what you're, you're capable of and what your team's capable of. And now it's like, there are absolutely things that in the past I would have been a bit more conservative on that now I'm more aggressive on. Like hiring people, I think is such a great thing. Like to be able to add more energy to that room out yep. there that we have everyone working in is so cool. Like this week we have um, Tim who's interning with us and he's usually in Brisbane. And, um, you know, he's coming down for the week. And and I'm so glad, like previously, I might've been like, oh, okay, well, if he's in Brisbane, he's in Brisbane, we'll just make that work. And it's like, no, I want him to be in the office and like to feel that energy and like have that experience and, and it'll be great for everyone. And and is that directly leading to a financial outcome? No, but it's an important way to do it. So yeah. I think I love, I love seeing other people investing in themselves. A not boat party related example. I love it. Okay, but for reals, 2021 more boat parties. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you know, there is also probably just a part of the end of the day where I think especially in an industry like this, business aside, everyone is, you know, actually normally quite connected online digitally. Uh, yeah. they, they speak all the time. A lot of people are really good friends, even if they almost never see each other. And I think being able to provide a really cool opportunity to bring everyone together at the end of the year is really, really awesome and really, really fun. And personally, can't wait for it. Thousand percent. Okay, number three is work for free. Oh yeah, this was a good one you put down actually. Yes. Which I think needs to be understood and not misconstrued. Yeah. Because this isn't uh, this isn't to say undervalue yourself or you know kind of don't don't believe in the value you have because absolutely. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. You, I think one thing that Grace and I are definitely advocates for is understand your value and definitely be kind of aware of it and charging people for the work you're doing. But I think Grace is actually coming, and you'll probably speak a lot more mm. to it, from the angle of a lot of the time I think people will... Uh, if, if, if you're zoomed too in on what is my immediate financial upside from doing a certain something, you can miss out on a lot of really, really great opportunities. And I think totally. that you are a very good example of someone who pursues everything, work, not work, discussions, phone calls, just generally having a chat with someone, even if there is no immediate kind of financial outcome to yeah. that. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think I think it's so important, and I think when I say I think my point would be more around like why you should work for free, even though you shouldn't always actually work for free. Mm. But I think for me, it's more around being relationship focused and taking the longest view in the room and not always thinking about how you're going to get a quick financial outcome out of something or only taking opportunities where you see that. And I see this from like a really um, like young 
side of the spectrum to really, really experienced people in the industry. And on the young side, I think, you know, I, I get a lot of job applications in my inbox every week. I see so many kids on Twitter saying that they want to be thumbnail artists or editors or whatever. And then oftentimes what I'll see is a lot of young people saying like, oh, I wouldn't, people will be like, oh, submit a thumbnail. And people will be like, well, I won't submit a thumbnail unless I'm going to get paid. And I get that. And I certainly don't want to suggest that young people work for free or provide overly big amounts of value for free. But sometimes I'm just like, oh, you're going to miss out even getting your foot in the door, having the chance to get your foot in the door. And I've seen so many examples of people that are just like, hey, how can I add value to you, whether you're a creator or you're in a business or whatever? Like, how can I help you and add value to you without you even asking? And then it's those people that suddenly get huge opportunities. Yeah, I'm in two minds because I, I very much from the employee or in, in the case like the YouTube getting the thumbnail front, I actually, I really don't like and, I, and I've actually, you know, I've chatted to a lot of people about it. And I think the prevailing opinion among most creators is like, because we are creators ourselves, never like, I think those competitions and asking people to do stuff for free are something that shouldn't be done. And if someone is doing work for you, you should pay, pay them. them for it and expecting to run like a competition where you give it to the best one i also don't totally agree with because then you're essentially getting a lot of people to work for free for you but i do think flipping that back round on the other side i think there's a lot of times where um there are great opportunities as a creative to do work uh e even if it's only just like you know because a lot of people when they're perfecting their craft they'll be you know kind of training and you know you're learning all the time i know for example like it's a horrible example but i'm guessing it's the same for thumbnail artists back in the day i used to uh mess around a lot with source filmmaker which is like a um valve animation software okay and like i spent hundreds of hours in that program like just making things for fun and for free and making like little dumb thumbnails and i think that there's just a lot of opportunities where you know, you can find just good learning opportunities that you can then also make a learning yeah. and like a, and a promotion experience. So say, hey, if you're practicing making thumbnails in Blender that you one day want to become a proper Fortnite thumbnail artist, maybe like just take a shot, like do one of, be like, I'm going to try and make a laser beam thumbnail for him for this video that he made a few months ago. Yeah. I'm just going to tweet it at him and he might think it's cool and maybe he'll retweet it if he yeah. thinks it's cool enough. And then maybe that's a new opportunity for growth. Yeah. Totally. I think it's just having your mindset as like a hunger for growth rather than a hunger to get paid ASAP. And I think yeah. the people that are hungry for growth opportunities and that are constantly just looking for opportunities where they can put themselves in a spot where they're going to learn something or they're going to form a relationship with someone really cool that they look up to. Um, that is so much better. And I guarantee you, I promise you that sometimes taking that longer view will get you far, far further. Um, and I think even me, like I, I had some examples this year of opportunities where I was like, oh, is this worth my time? Like I have a lot on my plate, like this might be cool, but am I actually going to get anything out of it? Um, and and I took them anyway, because I was like, no, this is going to be a great learning experience. Um, and they've ultimately completely paid off. Yeah. Uh, like some of the opportunities around, I'm not sure if we've discussed it on the podcast. Oh, we mentioned it last week that we're now working with Facebook to implement Facebook gaming in Australia yeah. and New Zealand. And that was actually, you know, an opportunity that when we first heard about it and had the opportunity to um, 
pitch for it, basically. Uh, I wasn't sure. I was like, oh gosh, this is going to be a really long pitching process. It's going to involve a huge amount of work. I don't know if the potential upside is worth it. And we've done it. And absolutely, that was the best decision we could have made in that yeah. situation, 100%. And sometimes it's just worth it to do things because you know you're going to learn something or meet people. Yeah, and I think another good example uh, that that's quite clear is um, I think you and I have a lot of people, um, you know, who are either friends of friends or somehow get in contact who um, will occasionally just say, hey, like, you know, we don't really know each other, but I'm kind of getting involved in the like gaming digital space. Any chance you've got time to catch up for lunch and just kind of, I can like chat through some stuff with you and basically just get our advice, feedback and thoughts. And a lot of the time when that kind of stuff's teed up, it's sort of like, oh, okay. Like literally we're just having lunch with someone. We're going to give them a bit of feedback, some ideas, some thoughts and kind of help them out with whatever they're doing. Yeah, There is no kind of, we're not getting paid for that advice but uh, but you do it anyway and then there have been a few of those conversations that we've gone into with zero expectation of having any kind of outcome and then they're kind of like wow this is like really really great love what mm. you're talking about like do you want to help get involved in the project and then really really cool opportunities come out of that yeah. so i think um, or months down the line yeah nothing might come out of it in the moment but months down the line they might be doing something cool or they'll know someone that's doing something cool and they'll be like hey you should go and speak to grace from click because um she knows what she's talking about in regards to that sort of thing and it's like you'll build a reputation for yourself as being someone that's helpful someone that's interested and ultimately they're the kind of people that people will want to do things with in the long term yeah definitely okay point number four is that people are everything Mm. i feel like in 2020 that has it's been so true both from so a pre- professional perspective a personal perspective in a world where we've been more disconnected in many ways than ever having the people around you that you trust that you care about um has never been more critical and yeah i think you really i think i think if anything the pandemic really made it very clear uh I don't know. Yeah, just, just the importance of those relationships. I think in one sense, it there were a lot of people who, uh, you know, you might personally have not been aware were kind of dropping the ball and letting the team down that all of a sudden it became crystal clear once they were kind of isolated on their own and not able to kind of like mm-hmm. hide among a pack as much. But then also... Um, but then also I think it just made it even more clear how much that ability to be like strong, independent and just... All, all, all right, like all, all down trustworthy and just know that if I give you something, you can get the job done and you're going to yeah. do it the right way and you're going to do it, you know, ethically and properly and responsibly. I think that is just so, so valuable. Yeah. For me, that's been such a learning and I think it will probably would have been one of my reflections in prior years. One of my reflections might have been to just like take everything you can get. And I think when you're starting out in your career in the first few years, that's definitely good advice is like, don't be too picky. Don't think about like, Um, don't think about it too much. Just like take all of the opportunities you can get. But in 2020, for me, it was actually a big reflection that if it's not with the right people, it's not worth it. Mm. Like you just need to be working with, surrounded with people that you truly trust, that share the same values, that have integrity, that have that shared like 
that shared value system and that you know you can count on them and they can count on you. And if you're doing anything with people that don't feel that way, it's just life's too short. Life yeah. is literally too short. And like that's shown true this year more than any other year, I think, where it's just like you've, you've only got the people that you've got. And when it comes down to it and you're in a global pandemic and you can't just see people or run into people every day, like the people that you have those close relationships is just where it's at. And so yeah. if they're not good, buddy, cut the fat. Yeah, literally. For your own like mental well-being. Oh, and I know a thousand percent. You work so much better when the people around you are working well. A hundred percent. And like the, I know that from like, you know, being in like workplaces where I feel like it was just like not a great environment, you know, for, for a lot of different reasons just not a great environment of transitioning or you know then being in a workplace where you just feel like everyone there is excited they're happy they're gr like they love the environment they're in they've all got such a great positive growth mindset and then Preach. suddenly being in that you just feel so much not only just happier but yeah. more motivated more excited yeah more you know it's it's kind of like surrounding yourself with positivity you and are oh my favorite quote of all you are what you eat Oh, you are an average of the five people that you surround yeah. yourself with most. So make sure they're bloody good. Yeah, that that is a good saying. Make sure they're good people. Make sure they share the same values. Make sure they work hard. Like, they will rub off on you if you're surrounded by, like, lazy I think that losers, is. I think that's one you'll of... You'll be a lazy loser. I think that is one of the most true sayings though that i've ever heard and mm. i think a lot of people underestimate how true that is like so true. i think about myself academically even during school and i can literally plot my academic performance based off who i was yes. friends with at the time yeah like it was not a coincidence that i got put in a two-person study with dan lee the smartest kid in the school and then all of a sudden i went from being a c grade student to an a grade student. shout out dan lee shout out to dan lee my boy went to oxford don't know i think we've got to catch up with that guy he did go to oxford i think he's back in korea now but anyway dan lee shout outs to that guy for my entire work ethic probably never going to hear this yeah but respect be picky like do a little sense check end of 2020 mm. who are the five people that you're surrounded with most are they the kind of people you would want to be like because i guarantee you you're gonna be like them. Yeah. So make sure you are. Make sure they are. Okay, and point number five, our, la our last reflection for the year is take the longest view in the room. Yes, that's a good one. Don't be short-sighted. Yes. Think about the long game. That could be really, really hard. Life sometimes. is long, and you know what? Relationships are really long as well. Business mm -hmm. relationships go for such a long time. Yep. And I think that um, you are young, and life is long. Yep, you are Damn, young. Damn, that's good. You are you are young, and life is long. And I think that, someone write that on a t-shirt. But but I think once again that goes back to the theme of what we were saying before around work for free. And like once again, I just because I know it is a sensitive topic within the creator community in general. Don't want don't want people to think we're saying that if YouTubers tell you to make thumbnails for them for free, you should do it. If anyone's profiting off your work, you should get paid for it. Just yes. want to do a quick rewind there. But also, I think that um the that it really does go take the longest view in the room is that just because something isn't the quickest, fastest way for you to make cash in the short term doesn't mean that it is ultimately not the best way to mm -hmm. build your career. And a lot of the time you will see people 
make missteps just because they get a bit greedy and they compromise what they probably should be doing to try and just go cash, 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 need it now. And then in the long run, it might lead to burnt relationships or just ultimately compromising what otherwise would have been a really great kind of like Trajectory. path you could have been on. Yeah. I think for me, there's definitely been a number of situations this year where I've really had to reflect on the value of integrity. And I think integrity is a word that people throw around all the time. And, you know, prior to 2020, I would have obviously said that I feel like I have integrity and, and that's a value of mine. But I think until you're in some situations where it's tested, it really forces you to reflect on what that actually means and mm. and what are the behaviors that go along with that and sometimes you can feel really tested or misunderstood or compromised or feeling like oh this person's doing this so i have to do that too and you really don't you i think really don't i think that i think that's a really good point is that ultimately one of the hardest things about taking the long view in the room and and kind of doing things the right way is it can be really frustrating. And I know that like we both had those instances this year where a lot of the time you can be kind of like going and, you know, chugging, like, chugging along on like a really nice kind of path. But then you can see someone who's cutting corners, not doing the right thing. And because of that, and they're taking those shortcuts, mm. they're getting they're moving up quicker and then taking legs up and kind mm -hmm. of getting advantages that you might not otherwise be able to get because you're doing things the right way. And I think you can it can feel be, compromised. You can feel compromised and it can really, really almost feel like a, um, almost feel like a race to the bottom. Yeah. And yeah, like almost like an arms race of kind of, you know, compromising yourself and feel like, okay, well, like that person did that. So now I also need to do that yeah. because otherwise that person's going to, and they lied about this. So I need to lie about this to counteract the fact that they did yeah. that. And you don't. it can be so hard to just sit there, bite your tongue and be like, no, 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 I'm going to stay doing what I'm doing. I'm going to stick on the right path and I'm not going to do any of that. And it can be so hard mm -hmm. because a lot of the time it's not immediate and doing that kind of thing can work out for people for a little while. But I yeah. feel like in almost all circumstances, doing it the right way and doing what you said, taking the long view in the room will always bring you out ahead at the end of the day. I think so. I really think so. I think this year has shown me that for sure. I think, yeah, as you said, it can it can be really tough because you can feel misunderstood or it can feel not fair and, and you can have these reflections of being like, oh, why is this person doing that? Or it's not fair or they don't deserve this or I don't deserve this. Um, and I think you need to do what is aligned with your values. One, so that you can feel proud of yourself in the moment. Two, I try to think about what would um, what would I say to a younger version of myself? Like, what would I be doing that would make my younger version of myself be proud? And three, the truth always comes out in the end. And I doing the right thing over a long period of time will mean, will put you in a better place. I promise. I promise you. I promise you. Yeah. I was going to say, no, I just think it's a it's a cool theme of what I think this whole talk is boiled down to, which is just really that 
I think relationships in 2020. I think that's what I've learned mm -hmm. more than anything. I think it's what you were saying, the whole point of working for free, taking opportunities and building relationships with people where there might not immediately be an upside, but, Focusing but on people. that you know mm -hmm. are, you know, potentially in the long run, great to have. Yeah. And then to employees, making sure that those employee relationships and the people you have around you are the people that you want to have on your team. You know, you are the aggregate of the people around you. I think that's another really, really good one. And then I think, yeah, then following through on that, doing, you know, kind of like the right thing and making sure that the way you act is going to be building out the relationships with those yeah. around you is ultimately what's going to leave you in the best place as well. Because I think at the end of the day, people, you know, kind of over a long period of time, once again, everyone's careers are long hopefully yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like like your, your career is a very very long time and i know for a fact from like talking to like our mum and like other people i know who are now like at the later stage of their career yeah that like they have people even now who are like oh yeah like we worked together back when we were like 25 and it was great because of x y and z and mm -hmm. now because of that even in your 20, late 30 years 20 30 track. years later those are still the people who are going to be like I want to work with that person because yeah. I know how that person goes. I yeah. know what they do. I know how they work. I know that that's the kind of person I want to be partnered up with. Yeah. And you know what I regularly think about is Scooter Braun did an interview once where he was saying that when he first made the 30 under 30 list, he was obviously super young and everyone on that list was super young and relatively still very young in their careers. And he would say, he was saying that he called up every person on the 30 under 30 list, got their contact details, called them up, introduced himself, introduced himself and said like, hey, we should know each other because we're clearly both doing cool shit and, um, and that's the kind of people you wanna know. And five, 10 years down the track, those people, your peers right now, are the people that you're gonna be doing really cool stuff with in five to 10 years. One of those people for him was Daniel Eck, who called him up years down the track, I think, and said, hey, I'm starting this company. Do you wanna invest? That company was Spotify. And look didn't, at that. Didn't get anything from that phone call in the short term, but it worked out in the exactly. long run. Exactly, play yeah. the long game, play the long game. Relationships are key. That's Relationships are everything. And you know what? I think you can make missteps. And I, I think that a lot of people, you know, like it's, you're never going to be able to preserve everything and do everything right. And obviously you're going to make mistakes along the way. Totally. And, you won't, and you won't be able to keep everything perfect. And, you know, at the end of the day, everyone's human. But I think all you can do at the end of the day is, I think if you go into things with that mindset of making relationships your first priority and kind of short-term kind of uh, benefit your second priority, I think that that will ultimately put you in the best place in the long run. Yes. Preach it. Amen. Preach it. And I am grateful for you oh, as a relationship wow, in my life, lovely. Elliot. This is This is such a, a wholesome... Reflection. What a wholesome end to the podcast. Oh, bloody hell. We've still got a few weeks left of 2020, so we're not done yet. Yeah, you're not quite rid of us. Yeah. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed that. Obviously, we had some vague moments. Um, you can probably tell that there's been like, you know, we've we've had lots of experiences over this year and, and that's where those reflections have come from. But I think it's very, it's it's good advice that I hope would serve anyone well. Definitely, definitely. And we're grateful for you guys. You know what? You know how many, when we missed a week, how many people messaged me being like, Grace, where's watch time? I miss watch time. Can you talk about this? That was a hectic week. It was, 
so lovely. Like, truly very grateful to have this little community that we formed with the Watchtime gang as well. And definitely at the start of this year, one of my goals with the podcast was just to create a space where we could talk about all the things that we cared about and the online community and the reflections that we're learning in gaming as we're building a business. Like, we're learning every day too. This is 100% a new experience for you and me. So we're grateful to have you guys along for the ride. Definitely. Alrighty, on that note, we will see you guys next week. Tell us what you'd like to see below. And um, yeah, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.